Hello and welcome to the Abundantly More podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. This podcast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, families, coaching, love, life, <laughs> and everything feelings. Else. <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah, everything else. Everything. Yeah. And today we are doing part two of our takeaways from The Best is Yet to Come. Yep. We are. We are. And we're focusing on... Family. Family. Yep. Not Mowage. Not Mowage. Mowage. Which we need to watch that movie with our kids. What movie? That. You don't even know it because I don't think you've actually seen the movie. You just know it because my family says, <laughs> says that all the time. It's from The Princess Bride. Yeah, I've seen it once. Yeah, that's not enough times. Well, I mean... We gotta watch it. We my childhood upbringing was different than yours. Oh, it's so classic. Lots that can be our next Pride and Prejudice and you've got family movie night that we're picking. Princess Bride. Yeah. Okay. I really thought that the next one was going to be Music Band because we were on like a musical musical kick because musicals are great. We just watched the Newsies, which is great. If you our kids seen loved it. it. Yeah, I mean it was a, it's a long one too, and it basically held their attention except for Dorothy, but I mean like she's two. Yeah, I mean, they did good. I think there was some dry, dry parts to it. But I mean, Cora and they were all were singing enthralled. the music. Yeah, the music's great. And we were listening to it in the car. So Which we got to, we got to. I'm the king of New York. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. We need to make a list, though. Music Man, Princess Bride. Yeah. Just like, guys, we're, we're doing a movie pick break, and right. Mom and I are going to introduce you to more things than right. than every Disney and Pixar movie that we've all seen multiple times and we don't need to see again. Yeah, we rotate on Friday nights after our Shabbat dinner. We watch a movie, and so we rotate which kid gets to pick the movie. And so the benefits of that are like each kid gets to have a say. Yeah. But the downside is... They get to have a say. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready for something new. So, yeah. So we just injected it. We're making a decision. We might do that again. On we, Friday. we need to. Yeah. Okay. So how was your week? Um. It was good. With hesitation. I say that with hesitation because um. There were some highs and lows, emotionally for me, in terms of food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, all joking aside, um, I think it was a good week last week. What did we do this past weekend? Uh, we went on a family walk, oh, bike yeah. ride, sort of. There we was a flat our, tire. Yeah, we did a family tears. meeting on Sunday. We What else did we do? Um, it was like the first full week of work for me, which was okay, but been a little busy. A little busy. A little busy. Dealing with some... Broken some, things. Some plant issues. Yeah. Not like garden plant. like Power plant. Power. And not the physical, the computers. I mean, the ones that control... Things. Things, yeah. So, a busy so, week? Yeah, but I would say it's it's been good. We've had some really good evenings with the kids. Like, we've been doing more rhythms. We didn't do worship night tonight. Nope, and that's okay. That's okay. So, but we we like we'll we'll, we'll talk through all with, that with the kids. So no, I mean oh, and with this Tonight. this podcast, yeah, or today, or right now, yeah. So, um, but I think it was a overall a good week, and I had some I had some really great discussions with my leadership that were very um, uplifting to me. So I really appreciated that. That's a uh, that's not not it's everybody very can encouraging. say that. Very encouraging, and not everybody can say that. For Do you have a bug years. bite on your cheek? I noticed that. There's like a red spot. Do you have a bug bite? I Is hope it it's itchy? a bug bite and not poison ivy, but it doesn't How itch. would it be a poison ivy? I don't know. Sometimes it just appears in random spots. Just pops up. Yep. But I think it was a bug bite when I was sitting out there. They gotcha. Yeah, I think it was a skeeter. Uh, As Cora reminded me, it's the female mosquitoes, and they're trying to feed their babies. I mean, I get that. I mean, everyone's got to eat. I'm surely not collecting things to feed my babies. <laughs> <laughs> From other people. Okay, well, good. You had a good week. Yeah. How was your week? My week was good. Um, that's a loud water bottle. Sorry. Yeah. I won't, I won't close it. Okay. 
Um, it, I, I was all mixed up on the days because Saturday we started the five-day reset, which I feel like we jokingly talked about. I figured we would talk about it during your time. Because it's, it's my time. It's your time, so I figured oh, that's right why now. I was saving it for you. This is my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My moment. This is my we started the five-day reset on Saturday, and I don't know why that made it feel like it was a Monday, because we just like started something. I was all jumbled with the days. I think you were planning all along to start on a Monday, and then we pulled an audible. Right. And then... Started on Saturday. And your brain didn't go with It didn't audible. catch up. Yeah. It just was all messed up. So we've started the five-day reset. The five-day reset is a nutritional approach to like a whole gut overhaul. Yeah, just improving gut your gut health in yep. a reset. With minerals, probiotics, collagen... Digestive enzymes. DEs. And phytonutrients. So Nathan and I did that for five days. Today is our last day. Tonight. Is Tonight last is the last day. night. And um, The binge fest starts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I didn't really know what to expect. I had heard so many people say, you know, that they feel super energized and they slept really good and they feel a lot less bloated um they're not achy anymore some people are losing like a bunch of bloat um weight you know just cred weight i don't know what you call that um so i was kind of intrigued to see if we would notice a difference if it would be hard for us to do um and i will say i personally feel like i have i'm at a whole new level of energy or maybe I'm just like back up to my baseline. Maybe. Because I have been low energy for months. And um So you you're thinking this was like just the thing you needed. I don't know. Maybe. I'm it's the only thing that changed. Maybe. I mean Time. Time time, time, time heals helps all wounds. Help helps everything. But in this reset, we've been taking these supplements and basically eating really clean, drinking tons of water, and that's about it. Um, and so I feel like way more energy. Um, and I also feel like zero brain fog these last five days, which has been a thing yeah. for me. And um, I just feel really good. How about you? How do you feel? I, as you describe it, I would say that I don't have any, like, brain fog. I don't generally have brain fog, though. But I, I feel pretty clear-headed. Um, I, I'm always up for a challenge. I was up for a challenge. So I, I appreciated that I was able to rise to the occasion and meet it. Uh-huh. Um, I appreciated learning about... Um, Eating foods without sauces. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went basically Nathan, five, five days without this. a single sauce, and it turns out you can eat food without sauces. Well, and, you can jazz them up with spices. Yeah, and, and so I learned that like there are you like you can actually experience other tastes than when ketchup. You, then that well, ketchup's not my sauce of choice. I know it's okay. not, but like you know. But like, and so it was, I. It was a good experience, and I think it was... And the first day, we did a fast. We did, like, a 24-hour fast, which I was nervous about because I've never done that, like, intentionally yeah. not eat. And... It was it was no thing. It wasn't that bad at all. So I'm, I'm game for, personally, mm-hmm. every month doing a 24-hour fast. I could do that. Um, and then I'm super, super Yee. ready... To do a once a year, three, three to day four fast. day fast. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And the reason, like, we're talking about a three to four day fast is because there's so many studies that say that after two to three days of fasting, your body goes through a process where it basically it's called sh- something. I don't remember. What it I don't know what it's called, but it sheds the 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 dead weight, and and what that means Not is that. D- Okay. Let, let me. Let, this is my words for. Got it. it. I got it. In in terms of dead weight, what it's saying is you don't lose tons of pounds. What it's doing is it's saying, hey, I have to protect myself, and I'm no longer going to take care of things that aren't 
helping me stay alive. Right. So then your body gets rid of all of these things. They're called zombie cells. And zombie cells are the precursor to cancer cells. And so it's fascinating. The research are finding that people who fast three to four days, even once a year, their chances for cancer goes down dramatically. And so if it that's... Is, it's really healthy and, for you. And yeah. And so if that's all it takes to like... To fight cancer, I, I'm game for it, and it's a it's a fun challenge. Um, so, so yeah. maybe we're gonna do that. I'll yeah. watch you do it. Actually, no, I think fasting or doing this whole five day reset was so was it was nice not doing it alone. It's always better to do things at, with a partner. Yeah. Um, which again, so we watched a show with Chris Hemsworth, and he fasted three to four days, and he had he did it alone. He did it with his. Uh, he had a person oh, with yeah. him, and then he Not had two spouse, buddies. Though. Not a spouse, though. Not a spouse. And so I think with a spouse, it would be easier. So our recommendation, one, is do the you, five you day, should do the five-day reset. You need to do the five-day reset. Um, we'll post a link in the chat for how to get more You need more to do info. the five-day reset. Um, not in the chat. <laughs> it's in the chat. What? Are, where are we? I, that's like what I do at work. Notes. At work, we're always like, oh, put a link in the chat. Oh, in the chat. Because yeah, I don't do like social media. Anyways, um, in the show notes, we will have a link for that. You should totally do it. And you need to do you- the five-day reset. You guys, I have so many people doing the five-day reset. Like, I had a friend buy five of them to do with her spouse, both of her daughters, and a friend at work. Yeah. Okay, I had another friend buy one for her and her husband. Like, you need to do the five-day reset. If you have questions, you need to email me. You need to, if you're on social media, you need to go to my Instagram, or you need to click this link. Like, you need to do the five-day reset because it's... Awesome. It's amazing. And if you do it, do it with your spouse. Or a friend. Or a or mom. Friend, or somebody. Or someone who will hold you accountable. Yeah. It's five days. Like, not bad. I will tell you, I'm, I'm not going to lie. For me, I have things I love. And we'll talk about those things I love in the in a moment. top five. But those things you, you will miss. But you yes. have to remind yourself. It's just five days. It's just five days. It's not, it. it's not even a full week. Not five even. days is like... And, and our recommendation is truly to to do it the, that first day to do it where you can have good distractions. Yeah, be busy on the day you need to fast because then yeah. you won't be thinking about food. But the the supplements that you that are for this, like that first day, we were living on water with minerals in it, yeah. and I wasn't hungry. No, I think I was just bored. I got to a point where I was like. And then I'm a little bored, and then maybe I should eat, but I was not hungry. Yep. So it it was a really great experience. Um, I'm really glad we. Did I'm gonna it. do it. We're gonna do it again. You told me you weren't, but we're gonna do it again because we just preached to them that everything is better when we do it together. So we got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> um, I'm already planning to do the three day fast alone. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I can do that. I just want to. I, I gotta pray about that. A yeah. Good, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm game for it. I yeah, and and then and not at all the reason to do the five day reset at all. But there is there was some weight loss in us for us. It was there was it yeah. was like three three to four pounds, which which is not still like not, not we didn't do this to lose weight. No, but it's a fun side effect. And I'm telling you, like thousands of people are doing this, and some people are dropping some weight. Yeah. Because Maybe it's basically a, like a detox. Yeah. You're like detoxing a bunch of crud out of your body. Yep. So everyone needs a, to do that. If you're not a regular BMer like me, then there's lots of stuff to get out of there. You are a regular BMer. Yeah, so there wasn't a lot to get out of there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, so I think some concerns people have is like, well, hey, digestive enzymes. I've seen Emily's video, what it does Dude, to Dude, I'm going to post the video. You need to watch the video. You're going to put a link. I was shocked. Episode. Yeah. So I've seen what it does to the pudding. It's crazy. Well, if it does it to my stomach, won't I just be like on the toilet? No. 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 Because it's, digestive enzymes, their purpose is to help you absorb it. the food yeah. and then, then you're able to, no, no, sorry, I said that wrong. Digest your food and then you can absorb the vitamins and nutrients from the food you just ate. And then the only so thing that's really, coming out is... So really, if you're going poop a lot, you're not, uh, you're not using it. the food yeah. you're eating. So yeah. maybe that's your problem. No. I'm regular. Once a day is what most oh, people are. Oh, just once. That's all you do. Yeah, once. You're more than once. <laughs> no, no, no. Th- these past couple of days, there's been a little bit of a clear out, but that's that's different. Enough of this talk. Okay, okay. This isn't appropriate for kids. Anyways, <laughs> what? so that's all that I said that for my week. 
Yeah. The other thing we did this week, I actually feel like I had a really good week. It's only Wednesday for us. You right? want to know why I think you had a really good week? Tell me why. You turned to me and said, I feel like myself. Yes, I did say that. And that is the first time I've heard you say that in in months. Yeah. And so that was definitely a good week. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what happened on Monday. Something did. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Tuesday, we went blueberry picking. Yeah. Annual blueberry picking, 23 pounds of deliciousness. And I didn't pick a single one. And Nathan one. didn't have to come. Um, and that was super fun. And then today, we just had, like, friends over. And the kids were, when the kids are happy, it just makes everything happier. And then we went to the lake, and it and we stayed up. Not late, but the kids were just running around in the yard. Some were crying. But and, we rebounded. And it's not Saturday or Sunday, and we're recording our podcast. We're I just like have had a great week. Yeah. I just am so, like, so thankful. Whatever, it's everything. Like, the reset, God, like, our resting, the rhythms that we, like, re-put so, in place. Yeah. Like, this week has been so good, and I am so thankful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you have it. Thanks for sharing that, babe. Yeah, you gonna you, cry for me? I, I wasn't gonna say anything about tears because it looked like you're about to cry. Looked like you're about to cry. I'm not. Let's cry together. <laughs> that is my my joke all the time. Do you need to cry, Nathan? I'll hold you. Just yep. let me hold you. I'm. I don't cry too often. No, not you honestly. don't. That's why it's a joke. I know. <laughs> Is it going to rain outside? I don't know. It's kind of dark. Okay, so speaking of the five-day reset, oh, we um couldn't eat certain foods. Oh, we're going to go top five? We're doing top five. Not big feelings? No, we'll do big feelings in a minute. Okay, top five. Top five. So we made the mistake. I don't know if it was a mistake, but I just wouldn't do this again. Last night, we mm-hmm. went out on a date to a restaurant. Like, we went out to dinner, the two of us, and we were, we're doing the five-day reset. So we have, like, these are, like... You can eat protein and veggies, you know, for, for dinner. For this meal, yeah. And so we went to this restaurant. It was a very nice restaurant, and or one we'd never been to before. And we're just sitting there, like, drinking our water, waiting for our food. And, like, lots of delicious food is rolling out. Like, the biggest... So, you know, like, the trays that servers use to, like, bring food out. They had one that was completely covered with a soft pretzel. The best, the best swear word looking pretzel I've ever seen in my entire life. Bunch of sauces. It, yeah. It yeah. was just so good. Yeah. So there was all this delicious food and we stuck with our plan, didn't eat it. The pizzas were amazing looking. And so we thought our top five could be top five foods we wanted to eat these past five days. Because... But the didn't. hardest time of the day for us, surprisingly, was not in the morning, really in the middle none of the day, of it. even at dinner. It was before bedtime. After we could put the kids to bed. Yeah. That was the hardest time of the day for us, where we found ourselves craving certain things. Yep. So we're going to tell you what they were. Yep. You can go first. No. Dear. Okay, I have a list. This time you're going first. I have a list. Ice cream. And I wanted it on our date, too, because I was like, we ate dinner, and then we could, like, it's warm out in summer. We should go get ice cream. Wanted ice cream in all forms. Um, Chips, like crunchy chips, or Ruby was eating chips and salsa the other day, and I'm just like, oh, I could have eaten the salsa, but chips, popcorn, Um, churro chips. If you don't know what churro chips are, they are made by Siete brand. Costco or anywhere, they're like cinnamon deliciousness sugar chips. Well, and the sugar is like coconut sugar, which yeah, is like a special something, sweetness. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one, the soft pretzel from last night. Like, give me a soft pretzel. We got it next week on our date night. We're just going to go back to the same restaurant and get all the things that we didn't have. Didn't have. Pizza, soft pretzel. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Um, things I was craving before bedtime. <laughs> Uh, pizza, and like it could be like a, like a full blown pizza or like leftover pizza or 
tortilla pizza, which is like a great kind of pizza. I love those. Any um, kind of pizza. Yeah, any kind of pizza. I was also craving like just wanted more meat. One night it was brats. I just wanted more brats. Because <laughs> um, after we ate dinner, we were done eating for the night. Basically. Yeah. The only thing we could have was... We had like a herbal tea before bed. Yep. Which... Which actually I enjoyed. Which was nice and filled me up. Although one night it was a little too warm. He and was I was sweat. sweating. The, like the, the tops of his hands you were... You could see the sweat pooling on my body. Yeah. yeah All right. So that was two. Um, ice cream would be ice the cream. third thing. Um, and then four and five. It's interesting. Like, I, I just really wanted... Like... You kind of get used to, like, when you make foods, having certain things. And so I was missing having toast with my eggs. Um, I made basically an egg scramble for breakfast every day. But normally I would do, like, fried eggs and then dip that toast in the yolk. And, oh, man, that's that's, that's delicious. deliciousness. The last thing is, like, it's, it's like a tie. So when you – when one of our common meals we'll have will be a protein – a veggie, and then like some side of rice, or side something. of rice, or like a potato, like a starch. Oh yeah, like, and that's like roasted potatoes. Yeah. And like it's a great meal. It's 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 a great meal. To be clear, it's perfectly healthy. Yeah, like it's perfect. It, um, and so I was missing sometimes. So we had rice. that meal. We just we would have the kids ate the side, and we didn't. And we didn't. <laughs> so we watched them have like a noodle with it, or we yeah. watched them have the rice, and uh, and so that was a little harder. Um, yeah, it was. We just built up our. Our self-control. Yeah, self-control. Discipline. Yeah. Is so, that number five? That was number five. Yeah. Or like, you know, like a tortilla to wrap. Tortilla. Like a taco. Like a taco salad. But we're having tacos tomorrow, so. Yeah. I love tacos. Got that Cancun salsa. Cancun salsa is the best. So good. And if you wait, it gets spicier every day. Yeah, I can't handle it after too many days. It's just too spicy. It. Too spicy is the best thing. When you, when you get old like me... Um, your taste buds start to like I'm joking. Okay. But your taste buds start to like desire more pain in the spice. Do they? Yes, because then you're just like it's it's like it hurts so good. It hurts so good. It hurts so good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. People who like spicy stuff know what I'm talking they about. They know that. They know that it hurts so good. Well it's like it's, it's a shared feeling. Like something I, I've learned, right? Like so people are like, okay, so if we talk about like beer, like people are like, why do you like IPAs? They're so bitter. But when you start to have bitter things more and more, you taste other flavors underneath the bitter that you can only taste when you, when they're paired with the bitter. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like it's like it's sometimes extreme flavors like that. As you get used to them, you start to experience different things you didn't experience. And so, the lesson, the takeaway, discomfort and pain isn't bad. It's actually good for you. Okay, it's good. Tie Bring it, it home from the salsa. Bring it home to the to the one liner. Yes. And that's been like a lesson we've been teaching our kids this week, too, in terms of resilience. <laughs> resilience, yes. we got to learn that. It's not bad to experience pain Hard and hardship. Things. Yep. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Do you have any big feelings? Um, I don't... I can't recall any, unless you know mine. No. I don't, I don't think so. I don't so. think anything stood out, per se. Because um, I think we already talked about some of mine last week, so... Yeah. yeah. We're going to take I got a, the yawns. Take a break from the big feelings. All right. So if you guys listened, I think it's episode 23. I think this is episode 24. Am I right? You are right. Yes. It was episode 23 because we talked about Michael Jordan's number being Oh, see, I didn't remember that. Okay, episode 23, we talked about uh, we went to Pennsylvania, why we went there, what we did there. So if you haven't listened to that yet, Go listen to it so you have some context because we're not gonna we're not gonna redo the the foundation. Yeah, I don't remember what we titled it, but I don't either. It's, it's episode twenty three, so that'll just go yeah. go to it. Um, so we're gonna do another another episode, another download of everything that's in our brain from that. Yep. And tonight we wanted to talk about um, family. Mm-hmm. And I know that we've talked about family before on here. Um, so this is kind of very similar in that vein of living intentionally. Um, multi-generational families, rhythms. Living on mission. And so for us, there were some things that we heard that were definitely like, we've heard that before. 
but so for actually for us i think it sometimes when you hear something you have to hear it multiple times to hear all the parts and pieces and for us this was this was what this was there were things we heard and learned that like maybe we had heard before and we just totally forgot or we're like oh wow that helps to explain like this Mm -hmm. yeah so the first one i mean we cool to go yeah you're ready to roll i'm ready to roll okay I just wanted to say Autobots roll out, but that... You should I, go. Say it. I did. I know. It's too, Can you it's, do it's it? too weird. Say I'll, it. I can't even say it in Optimus's voice. Just say it in your voice. No. no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Jeremy Pryor was who was speaking on the topic. Um, he was there with his wife, April. They're really, really great people. Um, many Dang. times Jeremy is referred to as the... Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah. Gandalf the Grey. Um, if you don't know that reference, Lord of the Rings, where baby. have you been? Um, so anyways. Jeremy is uh, a part. He leads a team or a business called Family Teams. Yep. 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 Him and his um, partner Jefferson Bethke. Yep. So um, he was speaking on families, and one thing, the, one of the first things that really stood out to us was him describing. Well, he the, asked us a question. The question is, what are the two types? No, of, he said, "What is a family?" Okay. Are you do, gonna, do I need to take over? I, I, who, who, who wrote? The point he was getting to was like in America. There. Well, I think when, like, when, I'm sorry. You're fine. I gotta go. When good. he, he said like, what is a family? And I think people don't really know how to answer that question. My answer in my brain probably before all of this family team stuff would just be like parents and kids. What is a family? And I think we in the United States, in the West, we don't really know what a family is. In, in fact, many ways we're redefining constantly what a family is. Yes. In, in, an, in an experiment. Yes. That is possibly not going well. Yes. Um, so. So what is a family, Nathan, uh, in the West? In the West, there are two types of fam- there's there's in the West the family tends to be a group of individuals um, who is working together to springboard those people for for success in the world individual success individual success so, so a family in- is a springboard for individual success but it's basically a group of individuals mm-hmm. so. How you can think of that is, you know, you have, um, we're just going to say parents and kids. Let's just say three kids. And each, those kids, one, two, three, were like, yay, the oldest is doing great, excelling, doing X, Y, Z in school. They graduate from high school, go to college, and you just like ping. Send them off. Send them off, go do your life. And you do that for one, two, three, and then you're, then you're empty nesters and... You're done. We did it. We did it. And and the the empty nester term is really key because it's 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 no like what you're with the springboard family, what you're doing is essentially you created a nest. You have um, the mom nurturing and raising the kids. She's like feeding they built them. a nest. Yeah. Yeah. They and had the dad kids. will sometimes you know like help out. This is what he described it literally. Okay. So okay. I, that look, I, I'm. This is what he said, and so. The, the dad sometimes helping out, but generally providing. And then the family, at one day, they just kick all the kids out of the nest. And then the nest sits there, and it's empty. And then it deteriorates, and it falls apart, which is what happens with birds. birds. So yeah. that's, what, that's where that term comes from. So why, why does that, like, when you hear that description of a family, like, maybe you're like, hey, that's great. And, and if that is what you want for a family, that is totally fine. We are not saying it's bad. We're saying that's your choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, we grew up in many ways in, in families where that, that is... Actually, I think most people really grew up in families in Western culture that, that operate that way. Yep. Um, we... I didn't think about family any differently. No, we didn't you think that. Like, I would never, yeah. never question it. Well, it's like, what there it is. Something else? There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. There but, isn't anything wrong with it. But, there, there are some failings, though, with that concept, though, because when you springboard as an individual away from the family, you miss out on some 
really, really great things that come from your family, which is the number one thing is understanding where you came from. It's not uncommon in like a springboard family for you to have little to no relationship with grandparents or great-grandparents, not even knowing who they are, right? And so there's there's a concept that I want a quick pause on, and this isn't from Jeremy Pryor. This is actually from John Mark Comer. Um, He talks about this idea of generational blessings and generational sin. Um, And so the reality is is that things that your great-great-great-grandparents, great-grandparents, grandparents, parents dealt with, the blessings they received, and even the things that they struggled with get passed down from generation to generation. And if you don't believe this, take the time, build a family tree, see what's happening. Is there divorce happening in this side of the family? Is there um, struggling with alcoholism? Is there who knows what? Pick pick your thing. Anger issues, like whatever. Pride, Like look, Look at it. Start to ask questions about your family, and you'll start to see... Anxiety. Commonalities. Like these things get passed down. And if you're dealing with things yourself, and you're an individual, you think that you're like, I don't know why this is a problem for me. But if you don't know where you came from, you don't know that this is getting passed on. You don't know that you're like you have a like an ability and a right to break that in your life. You can say, "I don't want to have this in my life," and from now on, I'm changing this in the line. That's breaking generational sin. Or saying, "Hey, we've seen that this our family is really good at entrepreneurial activities. This person was an entrepreneur. This person, this person. Then that means that that's a blessing that's been passed on to your family. Like, like take that blessing it. and go with it, yeah. right?" And so, but if you're not, if you're an individual, you're never knowing these things. And the thing is, is when you ignore those, you're ignoring a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really great, I just wanted to share that tie-in. Um, and John Mark Comer has a great topic on it. I can't remember. His book is called The Ruthless Elimination of that's Hurt. That's one of the books he, he oh, has. Oh, yeah, he has a couple. But the, the thing that he says to build is called a genogram or genogram. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which they're being, they're really... Um, in right now, I Very hear, in. on the on the medias. Okay. Anyways, it's super important to like start to understand that, and with the other type of family that we're proposing, that becomes. Well, a, we're not a, proposing it; it that, exists. That, that we're saying exists, but we're, that we're like we're like working towards trying to live Us, out our yes, family. our family, and that's the multi generational family. Like that becomes an aspect of a multi generational family is that you you know who your grandparents are you. You know who the great-grandparents are. You talk about them. You talk about the stories, the things they did, the experiences they had, and and you share them. And and you honor that and, mm-hmm. and recognize, this is where I came from. Mm-hmm. And it's not something to be ashamed of. Like, it's just, it, this, is, this is part of who I am. Yep. So that's the, the first part of what we're talking about, which is what is a family. Yeah. I think um, I was looking on to find the screenshot, but I don't have it. It was from Jeremy Pryor today, actually. Um, And I think the biggest difference between us, like a Western family, we're going to call them, and in the East, like a side of the world, Mm -hmm. okay, they know how to do family. They know how to do family. Mm -hmm. Okay, they they value it. They live multi-generationally. They honor their elders. They... Like, they know how to do it right. And so that is the type of family that, like, Nathan and I want to, want to have. And so what I think the key is, like, do you want to have a nest that you raise your family in and then one day is going to disintegrate? Or do you want to have a multi-generational family on mission? And I think that's, like, on mission, that is the key part to this whole thing because a springboard family doesn't live missionally. They don't have a purpose. They live for themselves. They live for themselves and they're just um kind of aimless like you know and um so and and many eastern families aren't on mission. Right. And so then they're kind of missing out too. too. Yeah. And so the mission part is so important because like just like in a business or a sports team or you know like any type of team you can think of mm-hmm. they all have a goal right you have to have something you're working towards and so if your family doesn't have a goal you need to make one 
And I think um, it can be kind of overwhelming to be like, okay, we have a lot of little kids. What kind of goal can we have? Um, It took us quite a few years to refine ours. It did. And I don't, I mean, I think it's going to continue to change. change. Um, And our mission is the more to share our big love with our community. And um, that's what it is right now. And so I think when you have that like river flowing through your family of like, we all know this is our mission. We all know, we all know you all are working towards the same thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's to win, like to win, right? A team wants to win. Yeah. One, well, and, and the term I would use is, is you're in alignment, right? Oh, that's so better. At, at work, we talk about this, right? Like you can have multiple teams and you're all working in different directions. Even the same people on the same team can be working in different directions. But the goal over time is that you're coming in alignment, working together towards a, towards a mission, mission together. Yeah. And when you're in alignment, you're way more effective, way more efficient, and, and you're just better. Um, and so that's the, the important part about a, a family is that you have a great opportunity to be in alignment on something. And why does it like, why does that even matter at all? Because when we are thinking about the individual only, we miss out on something. Like when we teach people that like, Hey, it's all about you. What do you want? What, what's going to like, like, like that there's so much more to life than just you. And one of the lessons that like that I learned from my dad was so one of the things I asked my dad when towards the end was I was like dad what like what's your legacy like what do you want your legacy to be and he said um, I should quick look it up to, to do you remember what he said I don't know the specific words he said Ah, here we go. Jesus's will and priorities. And I remember walking away being totally unable to process that. I'm like... That was terrible, Dad. I'm like, Dad, that's terrible. Why would you ever say that? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I thought was so powerful about what he said... Was, looking back on it. Looking back at it now is that he had a non-individual mindset. Mm. He had a missional mindset of... In the end, it's Jesus's will and Jesus's priorities, and it's not about me, mm. right? Like the the biggest and best lesson we can teach any one of our kids is that life is not all about you, mm-hmm. and and a family team, any team, teaches you that. Mm-hmm. Go to work, work with people, and you have that one person who it's all about them. It doesn't. The team does not do well when it's all about them. On yeah. a sports team, you got that star player, and it's all about them. The sports team doesn't do well overall. Yeah, they may win some games, but, but like, like the health of the, the team. health of the team is not good. Mm-hmm. And so, being on mission, right? When we say share that ours is sharing our big love with the community, right? Like we're on mission for Jesus, sharing the his love, love, His love, yeah. with the people around us. Yeah, and it's all about His will and priorities. Mm-hmm. And so, I just think that that's a really important thing and and to realize because. Life's too short to think about yourself only. Yeah, there's a lot of people that. A lot of people. There's a lot of people. One of our favorite things about traveling around, or like going to Pennsylvania and driving through small towns and being like, wow, there's so many people here that I've never seen before in my entire life. And never will. And never will. Again. And I'm just like reminded about the fact that we throw out the number 8 billion people in the world, but we have no concept of how many people that really is. Mm -hmm. And like, we all need to be on mission doing something that the Lord's put before us with the 8 billion people around us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, thinking about more than just one person kind of makes sense because it's pretty short-sighted. It is. And Jeremy threw out this, um, it's not, we can call it a statistic. There's no numbers in it, but there are more single parent families than anywhere else in the U in the world. Or the US has more single parent families than anywhere else in the world. And I think that just shows that like we lost the mission. We don't know people don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. Yeah. And I would say like we 
we didn't really know what we were doing either for so, like years. We were five kids in. Yeah. Okay, not that it has anything to do with our validity, but just we didn't. We had we were just like living for the day, and we're feeding the kids, and we're happy, and they slept. Like mm-hmm. they went to school, we're going to work. I don't know. Yeah. We were doing. We were just like existing. And and I think we like when we first heard about this, like we really got on fire. We got missionally minded, and then we allowed some things to drop off, some of our rhythms to drop off, some of our missional focus to drop off, and we let other things take precedence. And we went through a season where we weren't missionally focused. We were just focused. kind of lost again. And and this conference was, this talk was so helpful for us to remember, like, we need to get back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one one thing that in the business world they talk about is that every 90 days you should be meeting as a team and getting together because it takes 90 days only for people to stray away from the mission and the vision. Mm, it's been more than 90 days. Right? And so for us, like that's like a challenge of like, okay, we need to, as a couple, make sure that we're reevaluating all the time. Right? right? So one of the rhythms, as we get into rhythm discussions, is, an evaluate, is making sure we have an evaluatory time in it so that we don't stray away right Mm -hmm. um and it's really important (laughs) yeah so the first thing i wrote is we lost our rhythm Mm -hmm. and um jeremy talks about how god designed a week a week isn't like 11 days or 13 or sometimes 12 like it's seven it's always seven days and it was really interesting how he talked about that he said there's so many other time-based concepts that like they make sense. Like he said, where did where did a week come from? A year a year makes sense. It's one revolution around right. the sun. Yep. Uh, a month a month makes, makes sense. sense. It's the, basically the moon the phases of the moon. Phases of the moon. A day a day makes sense. It's the Earth's ro- rotating on its axis one time. Yeah, but a week. But a week there's there's nothing for that. It doesn't it doesn't have to be seven days in a week, and yet for some reason we have seven days in a week, and he shared something that I had never heard is that there have been times where the places have tried to switch to a five-day week mm-hmm. or a nine-day week, and every it time works. it didn't work, and people actually got, like, sick and were in, like, they weren't healthy. I remember that. It was, it was, it, I just, it just came into my brain when I was thinking about him saying that. And I just think that's fascinating. I want to look up to, like, hear more about those things to cross-validate what he said. But he's not wrong, right? Like, there's something about a week, it just works it just works and um and that was on purpose (laughs) it was very intentional um i think uh i'm trying to figure out where to go with this um he designed a week he designed the week in genesis in exodus he designed rest okay and so he asked us like do you know your ideal week and I asked that question to you, like, what's your ideal week? If you could, you have seven days, you can plan whatever you want, do whatever you want to do, what would it be? Because that is, um, that is what we have. 52 you, times a year. You have like a blank calendar. And I think sometimes we give power to um, like things we signed up for, obligations, I should do this. Um, events, things for our kids, maybe even work. And we say, well, I like I don't have a blank calendar and I, I don't have the ability to choose what I want to do. And we give all those things I just listed power because they're, they're just going to fill my calendar. It's already full mm-hmm. and I don't get a choice. Yep. And I, I challenge you to think um, differently because everything, you are choosing all of those things whether you like it or not. Yeah. And um, so if you could think, if you could just, you know, wipe away everything you, you were obligated to right now, what would your week be like? And after this talk, Nathan and I wrote down on a calendar what we would want our week to be like. And the reason why a week matters is because it repeats. So... We have the same days of the week. The next week. The next week. 
the next and the next. And so things that repeat have purpose and we should um, be excellent at them. And it makes them powerful. And it makes them powerful. So there is a rhythm. Right now, your blank calendar, the rhythm is it repeats every seven days. So what things in your week should repeat should they should there be a rhythm and so we he talked about the difference between rhythms and goals goals are like a narrow achievement like a, you have very narrow vision for it and then you like like we want to do you the five day reset towards it right, right you work towards it we want to do the five day reset and, and then, then we done. did it and it's done okay but a rhythm is um something that is repetitive and life-giving and life-giving and 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 it's not just once life-giving right like a goal you get that like hey i got that goal done and and now it's like a you like a i can't think of words i'm using my hands like you don't get you work to it and then it just goes away you don't get to have that experience over and over again right like it's the (sighs) god gave us um, rhythm so we can improve them over time. Yeah. Well, I think of like, like marriage is not the wedding ceremony. Right. It's everything after it. Right. Right. And that's, and that's, and that's a rhythm of its own. Right. That you, like you grow the marriage, right? You can't, it can't be just the wedding ceremony. Right. And so, um, family teams is an excellent job. I know they have e-courses and books about like how the heck do you live in rhythm? Mm-hmm. Um, but simply what Nathan and I did was we wrote down the seven days of the week. And obviously there's things that remain the same, like you go to work or people go to school or whatever. Uh, but so what we chose to do was, um, I'm going to make up a word, rhythmatize. Rhythmatize? I don't know if it's a word. Like, like have a rhythm for our evenings. Yeah. How are our evenings going to go? Because all too often, and I know everybody in America can relate with this, you hit the evening and you're like, I'm just trying to go on snooze until I the kids go to bed or I can go to bed or mm-hmm. I can have a moment to myself. Mm-hmm. And that's great and all, but that's like a um, a really key time where you're all together as a family. And, and so, for most families, it's like the only time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, during, we just wrote down a bunch of things that were important to us that we cared about um and i can share some of them with you um that's the sound of pages my paper um so we're going to start with sunday so we're just doing the evenings um some of them so these are things that are going to repeat every week and um some of them are like themed or other of them are just like this is something that we're going to do so sunday nights um we're we're doing our marriage journal mm-hmm. and we're prepping for the, week, the week. We're doing a family meeting that evening or afternoon or whatever. afternoon, evening. Like we're getting ready for the week to come. It's yep. like the, what does walk in love say? Setting up Sunday. It's like, we're getting ready. Yep. And, and the family meeting, I want to talk about what that is. It's not something grandiose or anything crazy. It's a little vision casting, maybe talking about something with the kids and the family as a whole. Like, Hey, this week, last we want, week, we, well, what did we do? Like, what did we do last week? How I don't know. We, what did you talk about? So, I first talked about, I retalked about what our mission was, kind of bringing them back around vision casting, um, and then we talked about something that in the week to come, as a family, as part of our values and uh, and the mission we're on, something that we need to work on. And so, we talked about the fact that lately there's been some struggles with. Like being servant-hearted, lack of joy, grumbling. And so we taught them about Chick-fil-A and how they say, it's my pleasure. And how there is power in the words that we say and that our words can help us to, over time, actually mean things. So at first, if you say, it's my pleasure, you may not actually mean it. Um, But over time, as you say it, it will change your heart, right? There's power in the words we say. And so we've been working with the kids this week on that. And it's been tricky. It's been tricky, but it's it's super powerful. And I know I've done this in my own life. I say it at work all the time. Whenever someone says thank you to me, I always say it's my pleasure. Um, and there's more to this. I didn't show this with the kids. But when you say 
it's no problem. What you're saying actually is that it is a problem. Yeah, and, and I do say that. It's and no when, big deal. when you say you're welcome, you're turning it back on them like, well, yeah, you're welcome, right? Like, but when you say it's my pleasure, you're, you're saying something you're like, totally I am a, like, different. You're being a servant. You're yeah. servant-hearted. Yeah, and so there's so much power in that. And so we talked to them about that, and then we talked about how the purpose of family meetings and how we're going to be looking back at the week that we had. Reflecting. Reflecting on the rhythms, how they go. This is our opportunity to, like, adjust and change. And then together we plan the week to come because Mm -hmm. a common thing for our kids, kids are very like routinely focused. They want to know what to expect is they'll ask us every day what's happening today. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, we are going to work together to fill this calendar out for the week. And then you won't have to ask us. You could ask a sibling even because they can read the calendar, but like trying like in like one, get us all on the same page. Get us all on the same page, and I've seen that alone has reaped fruit. Just doing that, where they're like, "Oh yeah, we we know what's happening. We know what to expect." Yeah, another thing we need to improve is they're always asking me what's for dinner, so I need yeah, to be like right the right on the yeah. calendar. Okay, so Sunday night is that. Yep. Monday night we I wrote game night, but it's like run around and play outside. Be active. Do something together. All together, play games inside. Just do something. We played. I don't. We just played outside on Monday. I we, think we went to the park. Oh yeah, we went to the park. See, Which I don't know fun. what date it is. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday night is when Nathan and I go on a date. So we just said that's date night. You guys are going to be with Nana. Which is a blessing. Which is amazing, and we're going on a date. And sometimes we take kids with us on and, a date. On a date too. Yes. So it's they all like they all love date night, whether they're going or not. They all love it. They love it. Wednesday night, we labeled it worship night. We did this like... In the past. In the past. We... That's tonight. And we forgot to do it. Well, and we... Yeah, we didn't do it. And we like had a late dinner and we're just playing outside. It's okay because we audibled with other things and we're flexible. So I don't know. Like maybe that's something we need to change. I think it's easier to do that like in the winter dark months. But we might need to edit that. Um Thursday nights, we labeled it Invite a Family. So we... Um, it's are, a very missionally focused opportunity for us to share... Our big love. With one of the families that we know. Yeah. So we are inviting a family over for dinner tomorrow. And we all talked about in our family meeting, like, who, what family would you guys like to invite over? And they all had, like... We had a list. And, of course, it's summer and people, people are, are all over the place. So I called... They were the four, like, I called four families. Yeah. Um, so we're super excited about that. And I think that's just a way that we can teach our kids to be, like, hospitable and... Think about other people. Yeah. And I loved that they came up with ideas and that they were involved in it. I think that's super powerful when they get to have a say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Friday is Shabbat dinner. We did a whole podcast about shabbat and rest and what that means Mm -hmm. so we do that on friday nights and then wait quick pause here yeah so one thing jeremy talked about with shabbat is like what does that friday day look like and if you go to israel where like shabbat is like still a big thing they're doing it the whole country does it on friday it's like a madhouse they're like the grocery stores are filled up they're getting everything together they're preparing all the food so that saturday they don't do anything. Everything is closed. Everything is everything's closed. And so what we literally closed. So what we've done and agreed to is that our Friday morning someone is grocery shopping and is getting stuff prepared in some way for Saturday and, and for the next week. For the next week too. And like we had the the kids clean up the house and yeah. just do like put away laundry, just get stuff ready so on Saturday and Sunday we don't have to do all these chores. Yep. And then, and then Saturday. And then Saturday comes, and that's our day of rest. And in the Shabbat episode, I don't remember episode number, but look through it. Um, we talk about uh, what rest is and how it looks like, and it's really not just sitting on the couch all day. Um, so we've just been really intentional with like how we want our day to go. And of course, like things come up, There's like we're going out of town on Saturday, and it's no big deal. But um, when we are home. We want our day to look like this. And I won't spell it out, for, like, or I can spell it out for you. But I loved what we did this past Saturday. Okay, I'll spell it out for you. So um, the kids wake up, and they get to watch, 
cartoons in the morning. We call it shows. It's like Saturday morning They cartoons. get to watch shows in the morning. Um, and Nathan and I just, like, have a slow start. Sometimes we'll watch shows with them or we'll sit in the other room and drink tea. Just go slow. And then um, we decided that we want to do some kind of activity. At least, like, in these warm months when we can go outside and do something we want to do something together. Yeah. So um, this past week, we went on a walk and a bike ride. Bike ride and, walk, yeah. oh, we went and got yummy drinks at the coffee shop. A treat afterwards. And um, so, like, do some kind of activity for that morning time. And then we came home, had lunch, quiet time. And then... Um, for quiet time, it's very much, very focused on, like, everybody's doing... Whatever they want. Whatever they want, quietly. Yep. And then we did something in the evening. You chopped firewood and... Yeah. And um, it was nice to, instead of, like, have our Saturday disappear, Mm -hmm. which sometimes I'm like, what happened? That we, even though we were, like, active and did things, we were very intentional. Like, this is what we want to do, and we're going to do it. And it was restful. Yeah, it was. in its own ways. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I challenge you to do that. It's kind of, like... Weird and Weird awkward and first. awkward and, like, we're going to, like, label the night. And you don't have to do it like we do. But, you know, just have some kind of rhythm. And so then we're going to repeat these rhythms next week. We're going to tweak something, mm-hmm. some things, and then we're going to do it again. But, like, we're going to get another Monday to, like, perfect it. Perfect does, it. it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. So we're not perfecting it. We just get another, we get another Monday. To improve. Yeah. yeah. And I think... Like, I think that's also why this week so far has been really good, really good, because it's kind of exhausting to be like, I don't know what's happening today. And you have, when you have to think about a it. bunch of kids looking at you like, what do you mean? You don't know what's happening mm-hmm. today. And so um, it's just super, it's been super life giving and going to this event kind of like snapped us back into like, we have gotten so far off. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to get back to it. I have one more thing, and then we can wrap it up. I wrote it somewhere. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Hold on. Um, one thing I was going to share is I was sharing with a coworker of mine the importance of like scheduling things. Um, so when you schedule out your rhythms. It's not like people will be like, well, where's the spontaneity? Okay. The rhythms don't need to prevent spontaneity. Spontaneity is great. Like allow it to happen, like pull an audible on a, on a rhythm. But what rhythms allow for you is clear communication, clear understanding. And just a hearkening back to last week um, with marriage, conflict in any relationship with anyone comes from unmet expectations. And so when you schedule things in marriage, in families, whatever, yes, you lose spontaneity, but what you gain is clear expectations. Mm-hmm. And clear expectations is worth way more than spontaneity is. And mm-hmm. so that was the one thing I wanted to add while you were thinking. That's good. Um, we need to lead our family like we're trying to win a championship. We need to lead with like a purpose. We need to lead with, with, with lead with rhythms, and we need to recognize that God gave us this family. So, if you are in, if you are surviving every day, try to shift your thinking about like how am I going to steward this family, whatever your family is like, and ask God like, what do you have for us? Because I think. When we have a clear vision of what God wants you to do, like you're going to come alive and your family will too. Mm -hmm. And um, I think with this whole living in rhythm dealio, we need to remember, especially on like our Shabbat and rest days, like we need to do things that bring us joy and throw productivity out the window. Mm-hmm. because often I mean I'm just going to say this like from a mom even when like the kids are everyone's napping at the same time and it's magical what should I do this whole list of things no 
Like you need to do things that bring you joy Mm -hmm. and remember that you and your family and your spouse are not like, we're not made to be productive seven days a week. It's not what we were made to do. And so, um, I just love that like bomb. I'm like, that's, that's amazing. And, and I think when people stop to think about it, when they are productive seven days a week, they're actually less productive. Probably. They really are. Yeah. Um, and, and get burnt out because um, burnout is real. Yep. So. Cool. Major brain dump. I think we're going to end on that and save part three for next week. We, I don't even know. I didn't know there was a part three. Part three, we're going to talk about Something. the Amish. Oh, my word. You guys. And I, I'm just forewarning you guys. Get ready. There's some fire there. I got we're, fire. We're, we're learning things about ourselves from the we Amish. We might be Amish. Oh, don't don't give away our secrets. Don't give it away. Anyways, um, excited to talk about that next week. It's rare that we... We're prepared. That we're prepared, so... Guys. Um, it has been a pleasure, treat, and joy to be with you today. However many of you it is, it doesn't really matter. Mom. But it, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, treat, and joy to be with you, Emily. Oh, yes. Talking. Thank um, you. And I think that we are, as you can tell, we're very passionate about multi-generational families, about living rhythmically, and we will not stop talking about that. Sorry. We're unapologetic about that. But it's because we really do think, um, we think that that this is pretty darn close to what God's plan was for the family when he made the family. And we want to, we want you to hear about it and hear it about it lots of times. They say seven times before people start to really hear things. (laughs) Um, And, and that's okay. Yeah. Just challenge you to just challenge your, your thoughts, right. About family and where you are or what you want. Maybe you're not married yet. Um, in a family because I think it can really like when you have like reevaluate your thinking and your perceptions and what you knew and what you grew up with, like cool things can happen. And so we are passionate and we love talking about this. Um, We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week and we will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye.